Some of the election results are in, some are not. At least at the time of recording this podcast, there's some there hasn't been some final calls made yet for the election that just happened. And Wall Street's a little worried right now. In fact, the market currently right now is down about 300 points, I believe, at least at the time of recording this podcast in general. And it's making things really interesting for the market because Wall Street had a firm belief that by the end of yesterday, that when the election results were to come in, that there was going to be changes in Washington and they were expecting a split house. And now it doesn't seem like it's going to happen as as much as they thought it was going to be. But that also still means there's news to report because there is other news that is coming out currently, even with the headlines of Washington not making its final decisions, or at least the voters haven't made their final decisions right. Well, the voters have made their final decisions, just takes them forever to count, I guess. But there's still some unknowns that are happening right now. First off, Scope. This is another huge announcement from Nightscope, and yet Wall Street continues to ignore the company. And we'll talk a little bit about that. Then we got some news from the marijuana industry because there was some bills that were up to the people to vote on in five states. And we'll talk a little bit about what those bills and and what they uh, if they passed or not, and what that means for the marijuana industry going forward. Volvo is in the news as well as they are releasing a new car that's going to be their new flagship vehicle in the making. And we'll talk a little bit about that. Roblox reported earnings and it was not pretty to see, to say the least of what's happening with Roblox going forward. And last thing we'll talk about today is Meta. Meta's in the news today because they're making a huge announcement about what's going to be happening at Meta with the layoffs in the making. With that being said, I have to remind you all that I'm not a professional advisor in any way, shape, or form. Everything I talk about in this podcast is for information and entertainment purposes only. You need to do your own research before investing as you're not guaranteed to make money if you invest in the stock market. I do have to say too that I do have small positions in both Nightscope and Facebook. They are long-term positions. Actually, not Facebook, Meta, I mean. Meta and Nightscope. And these are long-term positions, and but they're small positions. Please go talk to your financial advisor before investing as they would understand your financial situation a lot better than I would. And I legally cannot give you financial advice. This podcast is for information and entertainment purposes only. Let's begin with the news today. 25 more Nightscope machines activated in the field from Business Wire, Mountain View, California. Nightscope, a leading developer of autonomous security robots today, announces that it has activated 25 more machines across the United States. The deployed equipment consists of autonomous security robots, the ASR, and one of Nightscope's newest products, the K1 Blue Light Tower. Deployment locations and industries are as follows. Another California resort and casino has deployed its first K5 ASR to patrol its parking lots and structures. Nightscope technologies are already utilized in numerous casinos across the United States, providing end users with a unique way of engaging with guests, evaluating the resort's experience, while improving the security posture. ASR delivers audible messages with valuable resort information, deter unwanted behaviors, protect vehicles and belongings, and watch out for VIPs, advantage players, and known cheats. Then the other location, a privately owned global real estate investment development and management firm with 634 properties representing over 225 million square feet in its portfolio, added added 15 K1 blue light towers to their previous order at the commercial real estate property in Virginia bringing their total deployment communication devices to 30. Continuing on with other news from Nightscope, a community-focused real estate and infrastructure owner, operator, lender, and developer in downtown Colorado is now using two K5 ASRs in a premier premier mixed-use neighborhood with access to dining, bars, and clubs. Each K5 will patrol separate multi-level parking structures 
and will be helping to deter criminal trespassing, loitering, vandalism, and keeping the general public safe. And the last location is a new installation of seven K1 blue light towers is active at the Ohio College, providing improved, easily accessible emergency communications in areas surrounding campus, lecture halls, auditoriums, labs, and parking lots. Today's announcements reinforces Nightscope's continued commitment to accelerate growth and to make the United States of America the safest country on the planet through the use of technology and augment the security programs of all types. Okay. This is really fun to see this is happening. Okay. Think about it. There's a total of 22 of those blue lights they're putting in and three robots. Okay. Now the robot segment, like I've said, is like the most exciting part of Nightscope and the blue, the blue emergency light system is just a blue emergency light system. But as I mentioned in yesterday's podcast, they just sold 22 more of those blue light systems yesterday in Florida to a college. Okay. And it means that Nightscope is continuing to grow and Wall Street continues to ignore them. This is not financial advice and I cannot legally give you financial advice. This is just my opinion. I've just noticed that every time Wall Street or not Wall Street, every time Nightscope makes an announcement like this, Wall Street doesn't seem to care. They just don't. Okay. And this is why I continue to think Nightscope is going to become an interesting company starting next week because well, one, Obviously, I do have some investments in it, but I've also been studying the company up since 2017, and I also believe it's the next big thing in the making. This is not financial advice, but it seems like they're on the right track finally. It does. And the more they make announcements like these, the more revenue that's going to keep coming in. I was doing the math this morning after this announcement with the 25 deployment. I think I had counted at one point at least 130 machines in network of their at least their K5, K1, K7. No, K7 hasn't been released yet. K3, I think it was, the indoor one. And then obviously the blue light systems, they have over 7,000 of those already in system. So if you add the 7,000 at least, and this would be conservative numbers, obviously, you have 7,000 of these blue lights already in, in operation with an additional 130 robots. Add 25 on top of that, that's at least... 200 and no 7,255 I want to say in the making at least if there's like 130 robots still deployed and then you have a backlog of 22 and 30 which is an extra 55 so they're close to getting to 7,300 machines in network right now and at least if my math is right I'm not the best at math sometimes but I mean just looking at that right now that's kind of insane to think about and like I said, they report numbers next Tuesday, and I'm extremely fascinated and interested to see how Nightscope does. Now, obviously, the case numbers might not be added to their report that's coming up next week, and I'm not expecting it to be, to be honest, because they they said it would take about 70 days for them to finally make their announcement of the effects of case with Nightscope. But imagine if they could do that. Wall Street couldn't ignore this company anymore. It would be extremely interesting to see Wall Street and CNBC start talking about them. But that might not happen for a while. And like I said, this isn't financial advice. This is just my personal opinion. I just think they're, I think Nightscope's going to eventually do really, really well. I really do. Because it's a technology that's going to help change society and help society for the better. Because as the CEO of Nightscope always says, criminals and terrorists don't care. And they're not looking at the market to figure out when to, to do their, I guess, their attacks, I guess. But they also say that at Nightscope that their goals make that their goals make America the safest country in the world, and they have to be everywhere. 
So they're an extremely ambitious company in the making. And if they can succeed this, it would change a lot of things in society. It probably, it, it would, in my opinion. So continuing on with the marijuana industry, here's how five states voted on the legalization of recreational marijuana. Now, I looked this up before uh, I looked into this podcast. And as of today now, there's at least 20, 22 states. Almost half the states have now legalized recreational marijuana with the five new ones that we're about ready to talk about. And in total, obviously, there's a lot of states that have medical use for marijuana. I've mentioned this in the past. I think the marijuana industry is going to become a big one soon because a lot of cigarette companies are starting to look into it. I know Coke, Coca-Cola for a while was looking into it to see if they were going to make an infused drink with it. Obviously, Coca-Cola hasn't done it yet, but there's still issues at the federal level, obviously. So here's what the article says from CNBC. Voters in two states approved the legislation of recreational marijuana in Tuesday's elections, joining the group listing of states where the cannabis market is regulated for adult use. Maryland and Missouri joined 19 other states and the District of Columbia in legalizing recreational marijuana, while, le- while legalization proposals failed to pass in Arkansas, North Dakota, and South Dakota. Oh, correct. Yeah, so this is still 22. Here are the five measures. Okay. Maryland. Following the passage of Maryland's question four, adults in the state will be allowed to possess up to 1.5 ounces of two marijuana plants beginning July 1st of 2023. The amendment also allows for the expungement of records for people arrested for marijuana possessions and for people serving time for simple possession to have their sentences reconsidered. It would also establish a cannabis business assistance fund for small businesses, as well as a minority and women-owned businesses entering the cannabis industry. Now state lawmakers will decide on licensing and taxation. Quote, nothing has been set in stone regarding taxation or how those tax dollars will be distributed which makes the upcoming legislation session extremely important, said Kevin Ford, executive director of Uplift Action Fund with advocates for equity in Maryland's marijuana industry. Quote, now the real work begins to ensure the rollout of Maryland adult use provides equal opportunity and equitable resources, he said. And then I think we'll talk about Missouri too, since the other states kind of just said no to it. Let's see. Yeah, we'll talk about Missouri too. Missouri voters approved the state amendment three, which removes existing prohibitions on marijuana and allows adults to purchase and possess up to three ounces and grow up to six following plants at home. A 6% sale tax will go towards facilitating automatic expungements for certain nonviolent marijuana offenses, veterans, healthcare, substance, misuse treatment, and the state's public defender system. It also adds at least 144 new small businesses licenses to the existing business license for medical marijuana. According to the Legal Missouri 2022, the advocacy group that sponsored the measure, new license holders will be selected by lottery. Missouri is poised to become a tent pole for the industry in the Midwest, and we believe Missouri will be a 800 million to 1 billion market, said John Mueller, CEO of Greenlight at Cannabis Company. Obviously, Arkansas, North Dakota, and South Dakota rejected their measures, and yeah, One by one, these states are starting to form. There's 22 states right now that currently have recreational marijuana as legal within the state. And I have to say, I'm not 100% on board with it. But at the same time, I also understand that this is where it's going. Now, at the federal level, it's still considered banned. But as each state considers passing it, how much longer until it's considered legalized at the federal level? That's where things are going to get real interesting. If it's legalized at the federal level, you can almost expect that day that anything that has to do with the marijuana industry, those stocks are going to be going up, okay? Because it's slowly going around one by one. 
Obviously, you're going to have some holdouts like more conservative states are going to hold out a little bit longer. But at the end of the day, it's it's becoming a thing slowly. And this is an industry where if you want to invest in it, and this is not financial advice, this is something that you're probably going to be keeping an eye out for a while. And we'll keep reporting what we can, but there is a trend that's starting to form. And the marijuana industry might be a trend in the making. Continuing on, it says Volvo reveals new 80,000 electric SUV with Luminar LiDAR. Volvo's plan to exclusively sell all electric vehicles by 2030 kicked off Wednesday with the with the reveal of the EX90, the first in a new lineup of EVs for the Swedish automaker. The car maker is calling the seven-seat SUV its new flagship vehicle, starting at just under 80,000. The company said production of the car is expected to begin in the U.S. next year in South Carolina. With production in China to follow, U.S. customer deliveries are scheduled to begin in early 2024. Volvo said, the EX90 resembles Volvo cars' current lineup of vehicles. On a full charge, the car is expected to achieve up to 300 miles of range. According to the company, the interior is modern, minimalistic, a trend made popular by Tesla, with a large center-controlled screen and a smaller and a small driver information cluster behind the steering wheel. The car also marks the introduction of Luminari Technologies, LiDAR systems as standard equipment in the, in the commercially built vehicle. Many in the automotive industry believe LiDAR is the next generation of safety technology and a step closer to more highly automated or autonomous vehicles. LiDARs are also light detection and ranging systems can sense surroundings and help cars avoid obstacles. They use light to create high resolution images that provide a more accurate view of surroundings than cameras or radar alone. All EX90s will come standard with LiDAR sensors and relative software from Florida-based Luminar. The advanced driver assist and autonomous vehicle systems can also use LiDAR to help determine the vehicle's precise location by comparing the 3D image created by the sensor to detailed maps. Volvo's decision to make LiDAR system standard equipment in the EX90 will help support future upgrades to the vehicle driver assistance software and eventually self-driving software. For Luminar, Volvo's decision to make the company's Iris LiDAR sensor standard on EX90 is a major win for Correction is a major win that validates a key part of the long-time strategy, supporting driver assistant technologies that seek to assist a human driver, not replace the driver. Okay, this is the trend that I know that's going to happen right now. We've already talked about this in past podcasts. And I would listen to some of our past podcasts if you wanted to. But we know in California, for instance, they're banning all gas vehicles. They're banning gas vehicles in New York. And even the UK is starting to do that as well. So if you're a firm believer in electric vehicles, this is where a trend might be going soon, okay? At least if it starts becoming more popular, I guess you can say. There's always trends that happen before, and this is why we also started this podcast, so we can start talking about events that might happen before they happen, because like I've always said in past podcasts, Wall Street doesn't always talk about everything. There's been a lot of news recently about electric vehicles in general, and what I'm now starting to realize too, if the electric revolution does come for cars and they force us, at least the government forces us to get into more electric vehicles, that means you're going to have to put in more plug-in stations. Okay. The other day I was at a mall and I had noticed that there was more plug-in stations, but I'm also curious to know because I also was in Las Vegas recently for, for a tournament. And I noticed that there's not a lot of plug-in stations just yet in the casinos. And maybe that's what's going to happen next is casinos are going to have to start putting in electric charging ports because if you go to Vegas, obviously, 
you're going to need something to charge your car up before you leave. So I think the casinos would be the next big bet, potentially not financial advice, but casinos might start putting electric grid systems into their parking structures. That would make things really interesting to say at the end of the day, because that means they have to overhaul the entire electric system. And then it also makes me wonder what's going to happen to gas stations going forward too. In my personal opinion, you will know when the what, when gas stations start putting electric charging ports within their station that the revolution's getting closer to switching. That would be a cl- clear sign that things are changing. At least from what I've gathered from observing this trend in the making. Continuing on with articles, Roblox shares sink after reporting bigger than ex- expected. From CNBC, shares of Roblox fell more than 13% Wednesday morning after the company reported a third quarter loss, but beat analysis estimates for booking revenue. Here's how the company did. Loss per share is 50 cents loss versus 35 cents loss per share expected. According to Refinitiv, revenue and bookings was at 702 million versus 686 million expected. According to Refinitiv, the revenue figure is what Roblox called bookings, which includes sales recognized during the quarter and deferred revenue. Bookings rose by 10% year over year. The company generates revenue from sales of its virtual currency called Robux, which players used to dress up their avatars and buy other premium features in the games. Roblox reported 58.8 million average daily active users, up 24% from a year earlier, and up from 52.2 million daily active users it reported its second quarter. Users spent more than 13.4 billion hours engaged in Roblox, it's 13.4 billion hours, engaged in Roblox during the third quarter. Roblox said average bookings per daily active user was $11.94, down 11% year over year. The company saw bookings swell more than 200% during the pandemic when kids were spending more time on their screens while stuck at home. The stock was blazing hot in 2021 after Roblox direct listing in March. Its market cap neared $80 billion before peaking in November 2021. Shares are down about 62% so far this year. Yeah, it's high, I believe, was like at $163 a share, maybe a little bit higher, if I remember correctly, when looking at it before this podcast recording. But I have to say, Roblox, I mean, there's still people who talk about that game. In fact, young people in particular sometimes still talk about playing that game. But... I don't know how that trend's going to continue because, I mean, Roblox is kind of the new Minecraft in a way, if for my generation who understands Minecraft. But then there's also some kids who play Minecraft as well. So I wouldn't, maybe it's not 100%. But I feel like Wall Street has too high of expectations for this game. And that's the hard thing about video game companies is that you don't know when a video game is going to be super popular and when it's not going to be popular anymore. And Roblox might be in that moment right now. I mean, Kids are not going to be spending as much time playing video games anymore. Kids are able to go outside now. Now, granted, if I guess in the winter time, if it becomes cold again and if people get sick again, then yeah, people would end up staying at home again. But the trend at staying at home market, it's not going to be that big currently right now. In fact, and this will help back up the roadblock statement of how kids aren't staying as at home as much anymore because Meta is now saying it as well. Says here from CNBC from the tech industry, Meta laying off more than 11,000 employees. And then we can read a little bit of Mark Zuckerberg's letter to announce the cuts. Says Meta's laying off about 13% of its staff or more than 11,000 employees. CEO Mark Zuckerberg sent in a letter to employees Wednesday. Quote, today I'm sharing some of the most difficult changes we've made in Meta history, Zuckerberg said in the letter. 
I've decided to reduce our reduce the size of our team by about 13% and let more than 11,000 of our talented employees go. We are also taking a number of additional steps to become a leaner and more efficient company by cutting discretionary spending and extending our hiring freezes through Q1. And this is crazy. Shares of Meta were up about 7.7% Wednesday morning. More layoffs and the stock rises. This is a trend that's been happening as they've been announcing more layoffs. A lot of company stocks have been rising, okay? That's an interesting thought. Now, granted, you're not having to pay as many people, but does it really help when you're not having as many people working to help grow revenue within a company or when the workload increases for these people? Hard to tell. Continuing on, it says, the layoffs come amid a tough time for Facebook parent company Meta, which provided lukewarm guidance in late October for its upcoming fourth quarter earnings that spooked investors and caused its shares to sink nearly 20%. Investors have been concerned about Meta's rising costs and expenses, which jumped 19% year over year in the third quarter to $22.1 billion. The company overall sales declined 4% to $27.71 billion in the quarter, while its operating income dropped 46% from the previous year to $5.66 billion. Quote, and this is funny from Mark Zuckerberg, I want to take accountability for these decisions and for how we got here. I know this is tough for everyone, and I'm especially sorry for those impacted, Zuckerberg said. Continuing on the article, he said, he said, Meta is making reductions in every organization, but that recruiting will be disproportionately affected since the company plans to hire few people in 2023. The company extended its hiring freeze through the first quarter with a few exceptions, Mark Zuckerberg said. Okay. This is also, I mean, it's good that this is also happening too, because apparently Facebook's generous enough to do this. It says, impacted employees will receive 16 weeks of pay plus two additional weeks of every year of service, Zuckerberg said. Meta will cover healthcare insurance for six months. Okay. Now, this is where things get interesting in the letter. Okay. Mark Zuckerberg mentions how Meta got to where they're at having to cut people from their workforce. Okay. This is what he's saying. Okay. This is from the letter. How did we get here? At the start of COVID, the world rapidly moved online and the surge of e-commerce led to outsized revenue growth. Many people predicted this would be a permanent acceleration that would continue even after the pandemic ended. I did too. So I made the decision to significantly increase our investments. Unfortunately, this did not play out the way I expected. Not only has online commerce returned to prior trends, but the macroeconomic downturn increased competition and ad signal loss have caused our revenue to be much lower than I expected. I got this wrong and I take responsibility for that. Continuing on, he says, in this new environment, we need to become more capital efficient. We've shifted more of our resources onto smaller number of high priority growth areas like our AI discovering engine, our ads and business platforms and our long-term vision for the metaverse. We've cut costs across our business, including scaling back budgets, reducing perks, and shrinking our real estate footprint. We're restructuring team to increase our efficiency, but these measures alone won't bring our expenses in line with revenue growth. So I've made the hard decision to let people go. Okay. It's good to know that Mark Zuckerberg's admitting that Wall Street got it wrong. Wall Street was for the longest time during the pandemic saying that people were going to start shopping more at home. I think some people did. But I think at the end of the day, people still want to be able to go out and hold the product in their hand. I think there are some areas in the economy that will eventually become you stay at home and shop, but that's a topic for another day. And I'm not going to get into that one today. But at least Mark Zuckerberg's admitting he's made a mistake. 
But he's also giving us an idea of where retail's going. And this might be the reason why Amazon might have been hit hard. And maybe this is why Amazon might get hit hard even next quarter too, okay? I mean, e-commerce, I mean, Shopify got hit too. Shopify is another company which I think is an extremely interesting company based off the fact that you can make your own website on Shopify if you're if you are an e-commerce company, not financial advice to say to invest in Shopify. But it seems like Mark Zuckerberg's finally realizing that his company is going to be affected in some way shape or form. And the ad business though, I'm expecting to get hit, which means we're going to make a pr- prediction on this podcast. This isn't financial advice, but we're going to make a prediction. There's a chance, even though it is the holiday season, that next quarter, anyone that has e-commerce connected to their business, they're going to probably see some cuts in their business. This is just a a theory. So you can think of companies like Walmart, Amazon, Target, Shopify, obviously anything that has to do with ads, which is Alphabet, which is formerly known as Google, Meta, which is Facebook. Pinterest, I don't know how effective that one's going to be or if they are going to be affected at all. That's still an interesting thought to think about at the end of the day. But we're going to make a prediction right now. And let, well, if we're wrong, like we've always said, we'll, we'll admit it here. E-commerce might get affected this quarter, even with the holiday season coming up. And I'm curious to know how these companies report earnings come next year in 2023 when it comes. It's going to be interesting. Hopefully we can remember this podcast and we can be able to talk about it when the time comes. But I mean... He even said too, he says, unfortunately, this does not play out the way I expected because they they thought it would be a permanent where people would be shopping from home and it didn't stick. So who knows, but we'll continue to keep an eye on this. So I'll leave it there. With that being said, thank you so much for today's podcast. Hope you have enjoyed it. If you had, please like and subscribe to this podcast. Every like and subscription we get helps grow this podcast. So we will be able to keep talking about events that are happening on Wall Street and any trend that we're starting to notice and we want to be able to talk about on this podcast to get the information out to people. Once again, please continue sharing with friends or family as every share helps grow this podcast too. And we'd be able to get the news out to people as much as possible. Thank you for listening to today's podcast today. Thank you and goodbye.